What's going on, gang? It's your boy ST here coming back at you with another podcast. And yes, the Red Cedar podcast is back. It has been a while since we have posted one, but we are back. We are going to be posting every single Friday from now, probably till the end of basketball season. It is obviously first week of July right now. Football starts in about two months from now. And so there'll be a lot to talk about preparing for that. Michigan State football. And then shortly after that, obviously, basketball starts during the season. And we'll be hopefully talking about that till late March, early April. Um, But yes, today, well, technically yesterday, when you guys are listening to this, but NIL finally passes in college athletics. College athletes can now profit off their name, image, and likeness. We're going to be talking about it today on the Red Cedar Podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and let's jump right into the episode. All right, so Thursday, July 1st, college athletes can now officially profit off their name, image, and likeness, something that has been in the works for a long time now and is a long time overdue, and I think it is going to be really good for college athletics. I think it is a step that needed to be taken. Um, The thought that college athletics is, especially big-time college athletics, is an amateur sport um, is not really realistic. I mean, we don't have to get into all the details about everything, but, I mean, these athletes in college, I mean, they're working hours upon hours on their craft, whether it be football, basketball, soccer, tennis, golf, what have you, whatever sport you play, if you're playing at a collegiate level, you have to put an incredible amount of time into that while also being a student. And to some of the people that say, well, you getting to go to school at a big time university or university in general for free may be enough, that's, those people just don't really get it. What these athletes have to go through and what they have to do to prepare to be the best, to provide entertainment for fan bases and the world, really. I mean, college athletics, especially football, basketball, is a worldwide watched event. I mean, obviously, mostly in the United States, but I mean, this is big time. Everyone watches it, and these athletes finally getting their right rightful piece of the pie. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Finally getting their rightful piece of the pie. And it is lovely to see. We're going to be talking about that in this episode as it pertains to Michigan State. There's already been a number of athletes, specifically on the football team, because there's more players. I haven't seen any from the basketball team or teams, men's or women's. Um, take any deals or tweet anything. Most of the ones that we have seen so far this first day, I'm recording this on Thursday night. You guys are listening to this Friday morning, or should I say that it's coming out Friday morning. No one from either the men's or women's basketball team or any of the soccer, golf teams that I have seen have taken any deals, but most of them have been like, you know, paying to sponsor or not sponsor, but tweet to listen to a podcast or tweet something another that has been most of the part we did see 
Jaden Reed of the men, obviously MSU football teams. He tweeted, uh, he has a 20% off link for a local clothing website and they have some pretty cool merch on there specifically a picture of Jaden Reed posing like the Paul Bunyan trophy with the score of the Michigan State Michigan game last year obviously 27 24 in case anyone forgot which I don't think anyone has so that is pretty cool that was the biggest one I've seen so far I saw someone else take uh, I think it was like a gushers um endorsement type thing. I don't even know what to call these. Really just like a promotional tweet to get it out, I guess is the best way to describe it. I saw one of those, but most of them have been, like I said, podcasts or, you know, listen to this, you know, whatever have you. So that's been what we've mostly been seeing out of MSU athletes so far. I imagine as these things start to heat up, we're going to start seeing more. And I think now, I was talking about it earlier today with someone and I said, you know, what is really cool is if you're obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably a fan of Michigan state, but you know, pro sports phone, pro sports zone in Livonia, Michigan. Um, it's a sports like memorabilia store in Laurel park mall. And they do a lot of autograph signings for former college athletes um, Cassius Winston was there, Matt McQuaid, uh, I believe Kenny Goins was there as well at one time. Greg Kelser was there um, about a month or so ago. So they bring in all these older um, players uh, that used to play for Michigan State, and then they sign autographs. Um, and you can buy, obviously, you buy autographs and then they get a portion of it because obviously it's just past today. So they couldn't do it while they were still enrolled and still playing for the program. But now, I said that's going to be a big thing that now they can go to these places, especially obviously it'll help the bigger name college athletes like obviously, you know, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, you know, cornerbacks, linebackers, like secondary, the big time guys that everyone already sees or obviously the basketball team, you know, you're not wearing a helmet or anything. So more people see you get more exposure that way. But I said that's going to be cool that they're going to be able to go and do these things in college now. I think that will definitely generate more buzz for them and help build these players' brands and market themselves um, in the future as they go through their four or five years of college, however long they're there. So that's big. And then another thing is being able to do, I assume, be able to do appearances or what have you, stuff like that. I just know, I haven't dug through all the specifics of the NIL rules. Um, I know I did see some posts. I do want to go back through and read them, but I know that they can't, none of it can be during an athletic event or have the Michigan State logo or the school logo on anything that they're wearing or sponsoring, I guess, is profiting off of. You can't profit off of something with the Spartan logo on it basically is what I'm getting from the rules and can't be during an event. I did see something that was pretty funny online saying, Hey, can I buy, can I buy getting into your cadence uh, for one of the football? They were tweeting at Anthony Russo on Twitter. That was pretty funny, but it can't be during a live athletics event sponsoring. So 
we'll see how that goes. But what I really wanted to get in today is which MSU athletes, and I'm just going to do the last like 15 years or so, um, which MSU athletes would have benefited the most from NIL being in place when they were in college. So we're going to hop right into that. We're going to first go with basketball. Basketball team, obviously, it's made many Final Fours and has been has had a ton of talented players and beloved players come through the program. And I'm going to pick out three that I think specifically would have made bank, six-figure plus bank if NIL was active while they were still in college. And number one on my list is probably pretty – actually, I'm not going to start with number one. I'm going to start with number three. Number three was a Spartan dog, Denzel Valentine, obviously played in Lansing for high school and then came to Michigan State University and obviously had an incredible career, one player of the year, his senior year, currently still plays for the Chicago Bulls. But he was a beloved figure around campus by Michigan State fan base. He would have made quite a bit of money in endorsements, I do say. He was, as they like to say, the big man on campus for at least two years, probably you could say three years, but definitely his last two years, he would have made a ton of money going to the final for his junior year and then senior year, having one of the best records in the country in winning player of the year. He would have made a lot of money. Second on this list, beloved Spartan and current Golden State Warrior Draymond Green. He epitomizes a Spartan dog, obviously. Not going to get into that. Obviously, like why we all love him and why he would have made so much money is because the fan base just loves him. Draymond is one of those guys, I say it all the time when I talk to family members or friends who are Michigan or fans of other school. Um, you really, Draymond's very misunderstood. And I think this is a common occurrence and common thought that Draymond is one of those guys. He's on your team. You love him. He's not on your team. Then they don't like him because most team, most other fan bases that I talk to don't like Draymond, but if you know him, obviously Spartan Nation knows him and we love him. He would have made a whole lot of money. And the number one answer, I think this is obvious, and he only missed it by about a year or two, Cassius Winston. Cassius is arguably the most beloved Spartan, definitely the most beloved Spartan basketball player, I would say, in the last 20 years. You know, the you could argue that the only guys you could really argue that were as good or as loved as he was by this Michigan State fan base, um, you could argue Draymond, Mateen, and Denzel. Those are, you know, the three other guys that you can really say that these guys were loved as much as Cassius was. But I think the Cassius love was on a whole nother level for his junior year, 
the run he made and then his senior year, um, obviously everything he went through his senior year to still be able to be one of the best players in the country and arguably be definitely top three MSU basketball players of all time. And I mean, the stuff he did was, I mean, beating Duke to go to the final four, beating Michigan three times his junior year. I mean, his junior year, he might've made close to a million, if not North of a million dollars in endorsements or signings, whatever have you. I mean, he was big time senior year, same thing. Um, I feel really bad. I think I saw someone else said this. I believe it was uh, Spartan DK on Twitter said, put number five in the rafters and put number five jerseys with Cassius's name on the back at every concession stand. It'll sell out and let him get a cut of it. I think that's the right thing to do. I am praying that they do that. That would be so awesome. I've been waiting for that for a long time. I hope, hope they do that. That would be absolutely incredible. And he definitely, I think, would have profited the most off of NIL for basketball players at Michigan State University. So we're going to take just a quick break right here and go over the three football players that would have benefited most from NIL being in place while they were in college at Michigan State University. And we'll be right back. All right. Three football players that would have benefited most from NIL being in place at Michigan State while they were there. This was kind of harder, obviously, because of football obviously being way more players than basketball, but also it's kind of, which you'll see on my list, you know, in football, most, you know, just regular fans, obviously people like myself and other fans who dig deep into, you know, the weeds of a football program will know everyone. Like a common fan won't know who the left guard is, the right tackle is, or who the backup linebackers are, the backup defensive tackles are. Um, I know who those are. And obviously those guys aren't the guys you see the most. The guys who get the most time on camera are the quarterbacks. So they obviously would have it easier in terms of NIL endorsements and sponsors and stuff like that. But certainly as we've seen today, um, I've seen offensive linemen, defensive players, wide receivers uh, be getting deals uh, so far today. I just think that the quarterbacks would definitely get the biggest um, without a doubt. And you'll see that reflected in my list. Uh, let's start at number three. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. Uh, beloved Spartan um, had an excellent, excellent career at Michigan State, and he's having a really good NFL career, obviously, playing with the Minnesota Vikings now. Um, he would have – he was beloved by Michigan State. He did not lose to Michigan, um, and he was a heck of – a player while he was here, beloved by the fan base, as I've already said. I mean, I don't know what else to, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe him, but, um, and he really was, besides obviously Drew Stanton at the beginning, but he was the guy who really kicked off the Mark D'Antonio era 
in terms of consistent excellence and consistent being in the race in the Big Ten um, year after year. And I think especially what does it for him and what puts him at number three is beating Michigan four times and just the way he handled himself too. He's just an extremely likable guy. And um, he was a pleasure to have at Michigan State, and he would have benefited greatly from NIL. Second is, it's a guy who other fan bases, and especially my Michigan friends and family that I talk to, uh, a lot of people do not like this guy, but Connor Cook. Connor Cook, I mean, all-time winning as quarterback, Michigan State history, led us to the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, college football playoff, three straight years, you know, top five finishes, you know, beat Michigan multiple times throughout his career and um, won two Big Ten championships as well, had that iconic moment um, at the trophy ceremony where he kind of brushed off um, Archie Griffin. And I just grabbed the trophy, and I think that's why it kind of rubs other fan bases the wrong way. But if you're a Spartan fan, you absolutely love Connor Cook. Um, I would have paid um, a ton of money to get Connor Cook birch made with him uh, snuffing Archie Griffin's handshake and him taking the trophy. If he would have got that made, that thing would have sold like crazy, or him trucking the Michigan defender. And I believe it was the 2013 game, uh, 2014 game it might have been. But that was insane. He would have made bank as well. And before I get into number one, I think you guys might be able to guess this, but I'm going to give an honorable mention. And this is who I would have shuffled out the most money for. Say, hey, sponsor this, whatever. And I would have emptied my bank account and my life savings give him because he was my favorite Michigan State football player Brian Lewerke if you've listened to any previous podcasts from uh, probably two years ago obviously now doesn't seem like he's been gone that long but two three years ago um, you know my love for Brian Lewerke he was my favorite player to ever play for Michigan State football he just he had the swagger he had everything I mean his sophomore junior year he had the hair thing going for him I mean just like kind of like the Trevor Lawrence thing but different and could have profited off that and it would have been uh you know he was a likable guy too um I think the only thing the only reason I didn't put him in the top three is because of 2018 2019 how those seasons went in terms of the offense a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth about Brian Lewerke and that's whatever. It's understandable of how it went. 2018, I think Brian Lewerke doesn't get injured. And you, geez, if you just add a couple points to some of those games, I mean, and just cut out one or two mistakes from, I mean, any facet of the game. I mean, that defense was the best since 2013. I think that 2018 team could have won nine games again back-to-back years and then maybe they don't have the season they have in 2019 
maybe they have a little bit more momentum and if he didn't if he didn't get injured and that I don't think that Nebraska game happens if he's healthy for the Michigan game I mean that Michigan game that Michigan game gets me every time I mean it was 21 to 7 21 to 7 and it was 7-7 seven, seven starting the fourth quarter I mean if he was healthy that game I I think the Spartans would have pulled that out at home. And then that ugly, was it 9-6, 9-7 Nebraska game in the snow with Rocky. I mean, I love Rocky, but that game was bad, and that wouldn't have happened, I don't think, with a healthy Brian Lewerke. So that's even just two wins right there. Uh, that year they also had the um, – that was the Northwestern loss at home too. Uh <laughs> If that doesn't happen, the I think that was the last play interception. You know, it's just the little things. The Arizona State, if you even get a touchdown in that, that's – I mean, you're looking at that, that's 10, 11 wins right there. Um, I think he'd be remembered a little bit differently um, if 2018 went a little differently. And I think 2019 would have went differently if 18 went differently, obviously. But even if 18 went differently and 19 wasn't as good – um, and it happened how it happened, then I think people would remember him a little differently. Cause he definitely, I think maybe besides Connor cook, but he definitely had maybe the most swagger of any MSU, definitely quarterback that played, but Connor cook was right there as well. I mean, the stuff in the Archie uh, Griffin thing definitely puts him up there and, you know, but so that, that would be my personal pick, but Let's go with number one. You guessed it. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Jalen Watts Jackson. Let me tell you, I saw someone say this on Twitter earlier. I can't remember who it is, so sorry. But that night, that weekend in 2015, when trouble with the snap happened, if NIL was in place, I'm pretty sure Jalen Watts Jackson would have had hundreds of thousands of dollars, close to a million probably. He would have been a millionaire by the end of the season with everything rolling in with endorsements or people just saying, I don't even know if this is allowed. Like I said, haven't ran through all the semantics and rules of NIL and how fishy it can get. But people being like, hey, like my tweet or like my picture, I'll give you a thousand dollars. I'll give you four hundred dollars. I'll give you twenty dollars. Like whatever. I mean, that was one of the most, if not the most iconic play in Michigan State football history. And my God, I can't even begin to imagine the amount of money that he would have came into if this was around six years ago now when that game happened. My God, that would have been insane. I mean, and he, I mean, he still played another, uh, what was it, another two years? I think two or three years who's on the team, obviously was fighting back from injury. And um, I just remember the 2017 game, you know, he went back out there for special teams. Obviously he was mostly a special teams guy, you know, uh, that's why it's so weird, but it's just that one game, one game against the rival, the in-state rival and, you know, a team that the whole fan base and university hates and, um, he does that, you know, sacrifices his body, ends up breaking his leg and, you know, all that. I mean, and just the way it happened too, 
it was just, I mean, that game was obviously just picture perfect and him being the guy who ran in the trouble with the snap. I mean, I think the reason I put him at number one is the other two, Connor Cook and Kirk Cousins, they would have had a longer term, like made more money long-term, but Jalen Watts Jackson, I mean, that's just, it's priceless. I mean, I'm sure he still gets tweets or DMs about it to this day, and he hasn't played football in three years, probably two years, I think, since he's graduated. I've been gone from the program. I know he was kind of like a coach or what have you for a while, but wow. All right, and that is going to do it for this episode of the Red Cedar Podcast. Like I said, we are back every single Friday now. We are about two months away. Two months from, you guys are listening to this on July 2nd, and tomorrow will be officially two months away from kickoff of the Michigan State football season. Over the next couple weeks, we are going to be going through kind of the state of Michigan State, uh, going to be going over some football things, some, you know, obviously we're going to be talking about the quarterback, Peyton Thorne and Anthony Russo, what's that going to look like, what's some of the other depth on the team going to look like as we move into fall camp starting in the beginning of August, I assume don't have an exact date, um, they haven't released that yet, but it usually starts like the first week of August, obviously. So we will have a lot to talk about over the next couple of weeks as we prepare for that. And then any learnings, obviously, once we get in to there and as we prepare for the upcoming season of Michigan State football and hopefully, hopefully crossing our fingers that back in the stadium, back tailgating with all the Spartan Nation cannot wait for that. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, reminder, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you guys in the next one. Go green and peace.